Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 26, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth, and this is the third week of the series. This is part 14. So Grace and Truth, part 14, and the title of today's message is Faith Only Works by Love. You are called and commanded to walk and live by faith, and today we're going to talk about the fact that faith works by love. So John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, these are the foundational scriptures for this uh, series. In John 1 and 14, the Bible says that the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us and we were able to behold his glory, the only, uh, the glory of the only begotten of the Father who came full of grace and truth. In verse 17, John says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So the law was given, the way that he wrote this lends itself to a comparison, the law given by Moses grace and truth given by Jesus Christ. So we've been studying that comparison. It was like, well, what does it look like to live under the law? What does it look like to live under grace? And we've been studying it and studying it and studying it. And I trust that you've been enjoying it. So we studied Galatians chapter three and Galatians chapter four. Yesterday, we crossed over into Galatians chapter five. And uh, I hope I cleared up some things for you about falling from grace. Falling from grace doesn't mean that you lose your salvation. Falling from grace means that you're no longer relying on the grace of God. You're relying on human performance. So with that said, now I get down to Galatians 5 and 6. Today, I'm only looking at one scripture. So after the Apostle Paul said all of that stuff that he said in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, he said this, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. The only thing that matters now, he says, is faith, and faith works by love. After teaching four chapters on this comparison between the law that was given by Moses and grace and truth that came through Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul says, listen, let me just, let me just use this as an example of human effort versus grace. He's like, man, I don't know why. He said even earlier in the in the letter, he says to the Galatians, man, you were not like this when I was there. Who have has bewitched you? Like, I mean, who has kind of like it's almost like you guys are under a spell. You let somebody convince you to go under the law when you when you're really under grace. And and so this whole issue of the circumcision is something he was really upset about because he was like, listen, if you who were never a Jew, you were never under the law. You never got circumcised because that was not really part of the covenant that God had with you. And now you're born again and there's a brand new covenant. So now we're under a better covenant with better promises. Why would you allow someone to convince you as a grown man to go cut the foreskin off of your penis as if that's gonna do anything with God? He's like, listen, now that you're in Christ, everything the only thing that matters now is Jesus. He says, and once you're in Jesus, whether you're circumcised or not circumcised, that doesn't mean anything. The only thing that matters is faith. And then he says, faith works by love. So that's what I'm going to talk about today, how faith works by love. And it's not about circumcision. It's not about works. It's not about performance. It's not about performance-based religion. All that matters now is this life of faith. And for you to live by faith, you got you to gotta get to the point where you believe that God loves you. Faith works by love. So what does this mean to you today? I have seven things to share with you on this morning about this. And this whole topic is so important that I'm going to keep teaching on this tomorrow. So seven things. Here we go. You ready? Number one, as New Testament, born again, spirit-filled believers, 
external you know, rules or ceremonial laws should no longer be our focus. We are not make, made right with God by performance. We are not made right with God by performance-based religion. We are not made right with God by works. We are not made right with God because of anything that we do or fail to do. We are only made right with God because of what Jesus did. That's it. So we're made right with God when we release our faith for Jesus. And we, by faith, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. By faith, we are righteous. We are righteous when we believe. It's almost, you know, taking us all the way back before the law. So 430 years before the law, Abraham was declared right with God because he believed. Abraham was made right with God because he, by faith, he believed God. And so it was counted to him or attributed to him for righteousness. And for us, when we believe, same thing, we believe in Jesus, we are made right with God by faith, not by works. Number two, the focus of the born again believer is to be led of the Holy Spirit. That's it. To pursue whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do by faith and to maintain our love walk, right? To really open up our heart to the love of God, to walk in love with other people, to receive the love of God and to live by faith. Number three, faith is not about you telling God what to do. Now, let me, <laughs> I used to live this way because that's the way I was taught, right? So, so I thought that faith was, let me, let me take a scripture. Let me stand on it by faith. I'm going to decree. I'm going to declare. I'm going to command, you know, I'm going to speak. And, and listen, at the end of the day, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because the, the power of death and life is in the tongue. And we are supposed to speak words of faith from a believing heart. But I'm not speaking words of faith from a believing heart to get God to do anything. God does everything that he does by grace. I'm only supposed to speak words of faith from a believing heart to receive what he's already done. So I'm not trying to get God to move because I can't make God do anything. That would be the tail wagging the dog. No, I, my job is to believe and receive what God's already done. So God does what he does by grace. I receive what he's already done by faith. So faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith is about me coming in agreement with, in alignment with, in submission to the will of God. So yes, I do decree. I do declare. I do speak. We do it at the end of every today's word. At the end, in a few minutes, we're going to declare some things over our lives. But I'm not getting, I'm not saying anything to get God to move. I'm saying it because he's already done it. So the life of faith is not about me focusing on my performance or external laws or, you know, performance-based religion. The life of faith is about me being led of the Holy Spirit and whatever he tells me to do, I do it. Wherever he tells me to go, uh, I go and I'm just led of him to do and I'm doing it because I believe that he's leading me to do it and I'm doing it because I believe it's the will of God to do it. I I'm doing it because I believe he wants me to do it. And so so wherever he leads, he feeds. Wherever he guides, he provides. I I'm, I'm just being led of the Holy Spirit. That's the life of faith. Number four, living by faith is about dying to self daily. It, it is about submitting to God's will. It is about accepting whatever God tells you he's already done in your life by grace and then seeking to receive that thing by faith. So when God reveals something to you, he will show you. The thing about God too is that he will show you the end of a thing. He will show you the business being successful, but he's not going to show you all the steps in between and how my God, all the challenges you have to go through, because if he showed you that, you would probably run the other way. He would show you uh, you being used of him in a mighty way, speaking to a crowd, but he's not going to show you all the processing that you have to go through to, to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with that assignment because you would run the other way. But he shows you the end of a thing 
And then once he he's like, I'm giving this to you by grace. And then your job is to receive, to believe and receive it, and then go pursue it by faith. Number five, this is where the love of God comes in. If you do not acknowledge and embrace the love of God towards you, then your faith is not going to work because inevitably this is what happens. You're human. You're going to make a mistake. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. So when you're living by faith and God already showed you that thing and you're like, oh my God, you tell your spouse, babe, oh my God, this is what God showed me. God spoke to me. He gave me a dream while I was speak, while I was sleeping. He gave me a vision while I was awake. Uh, he, sp he sent a word through somebody else. Uh, I was in the mall and, and, and this woman came up to me. I do not know. And God said, and the lady said, the, the Lord sent me here to tell you thus and so and whatever. And so you got a word from God and God spoke to you and you're like all excited about it. And then you start pursuing it by faith and you're doing this thing by faith. And eventually you're going to make a mistake. And when you make a mistake, the devil is going to say, ah, oh, <laughs> you disqualified yourself from that promise. The devil is going to say, well, now God was going to do it, but now you messed up. And since you messed up, you can't have it no more. And if you believe the lie, if you believe Satan, what you're going to do is you're going to cross over into fear, doubt, and unbelief. You're going to cross over into condemnation. And if you cross over into condemnation, then your faith is not going to work. Because now you're no longer, the perfected fear, uh, love cast out all fear, John said. So when, when you know God loves you, you're, you're not afraid. But when you like are focused on your performance and performance-based religion, and the mistake that you made, you're like, oh, man. And if you believe what Satan said, then you're no longer going to be in faith. You're going to disengage your faith. You're going to have a faith failure. And then at that point, you run the risk of missing out on God's best. You run the risk of, of not receiving what, what God wanted you to have because you thought that it was based on your performance. You thought that you had to do everything right. So let me let, me let you in on a little secret. God already knew the mistake you were going to make before you made it. And he gave you the promise anyway. He gave you the dream anyway. He gave you the vision anyway. He sent the prophetic word anyway. And since God already knew what you were going to do, God doesn't have to wait till Tuesday to find out what you're going to do on Tuesday. And if God already knew what you were going to do and he called you anyway, then you have to embrace the, the grace of God and know that God loves you. And he wants to bless you because he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you because he loves you, not because you're so good. And so when you open up your heart to that, then that's how faith works by love. Because you know what? My faith is going to work because I'm convinced that God loves me. Number six, your faith is going to be strong when you know, when you are convinced that God loves you and that he wants to bless you because he's good, not because you're good. That he's not blessing you because of performance-based religion. He's not blessing you because you're doing anything everything right. No, he's blessing you because he wanted to bless you from the foundations of the world. And he called you to do it. And he wants you to walk in your divine assignment. And he wants to bind your feet to the path that he established for you from the foundations of the world. And so it's not based on your performance. It's not based on your goodness. It's based on his goodness. Number seven. And finally, if you attempt to live by faith without embracing the love of God, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work because this is more mental assent than true faith. There are people that mentally say, oh yes, God wants me to do this. It's going to be successful. I'm going to do it by faith, mentally. And, and you can't just mentally assent, have mental assent to the things of God. You got to believe this in your heart. Because while if you have mental assent and you're just doing things 
you know, like you're decreeing and you're declaring or you're trying to perform uh, to receive it. At some point, that's just not going to work. You have to be convinced in your heart that God is leading you to do this. You got to be listening to the Holy Spirit. And despite your performance, despite the obstacles, because that's another thing, just because God promised it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. God never promised you a perpetual picnic. God may have promised that it's going to happen, but God didn't promise that it was going to be easy. So while you're going through all the challenges, while you're overcoming obstacles, where you're overcoming hurdles, where you're pressing through challenges the whole time, you have to know that God loves you. The only way you're going to keep going is if you know that God loves you. That what You know what? I, I, I'm going to see this thing happen not because of me, but because of God. God loves me. He will never let me down. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. If he called you to do it, it's already done. You just have to keep going. The only way you can lose is if you quit. Do not quit. This is how the best way for you not to quit is for you to keep continually remind yourself, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me and I know it. And because I know that God loves me, I can't quit and I'm not going to fail. Because God is with me. God is on me and on uh, in me and with me and for me. So faith works by love. Faith works when I know God loves me. And I, and I have a lot more to say about this. So I'll deal with this again tomorrow. All right, now let's say some stuff. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your love, your grace, and my requirement to live by faith. I am a New Testament, born again, spirit-filled believer. I don't live my life based on ceremonial laws. That can never change me anyway. The focus of my life is to be led of your spirit every day. Holy Spirit leads me. He speaks to me. He reveals your will to me. As I hear, I say. As I see, I do. As you lead, I go. And I do all of this because I'm convinced you love me. You love me. You love me and I know it. I believe the love you have for me, Father. You love me with an everlasting love. You love me because love is not something you have. Love is not something you do. Love is who you are. I enter this day with fearless confidence, knowing that you love me and that you want to use me for your glory and that you want to bless me by grace, <laughs> not by my performance. I live by faith and my faith is fueled by God's love. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. This is a very important message, actually. I've taught on this before, um, but you got to be convinced that God loves you. That's how your faith is going to work. Your faith will never work if you think that it's based on you and your performance. Your faith is not going to work if you think that you have to do everything right. You must be convinced that God loves you. Do me a favor. Before you leave the screen, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. Let's let everyone everywhere know that God loves them because that way they can live by faith. Faith works by love. I'm going to talk about this more tomorrow. I love you. More importantly, God loves you. Have an amazing day. God bless you.